My name is Milian Mori and welcome to our podcast Warrior Family. We are a family of successful entrepreneurs, visionaries, hustlers and leaders. We are compassionate, loving, fearless and determined. We fight for love, profits and a better world. And this podcast was made for future leaders, entrepreneurs, world changers and families all over the world. We gained our wealth by running one of the best network marketing companies in Europe and successfully coaching and speaking empire. Our stories, tips will show you that everything is possible. And this podcast includes all the best sales, marketing, relationship, personal growth and health advice you can get and interviews with the most successful people in the world. Our motto is, my business is not my family. My family is my business. And we are here to show you how to have it all. Hey, hello, Shelly. Hi. <laughs> yeah, Hi. we are live. Hello, my friends. We have 72 people on our live interview, but we will have many more after we uh, publish the, the interview on our social media Shelly, channels. Uh, so um, let me introduce uh, to you my special guest today. I met her uh, in Costa Rica on the beautiful island of Costa Rica, and we had great dinner uh, with her husband at that time uh, mr morty lefko i'm so sorry he passed away uh, he, he was such a great human being so uh, who is shelly shelly lefko is a co-founder of the lefko institute and her clients are people who struggled with changing long-standing behavior and emotional issues such as procrastination fear relationship issues and so on she helps clients worldwide identify the root causes of their problems these are limiting beliefs. She has an approach to eliminate uh, these beliefs that has been validated by independent research from the University of Arizona. So far, her Lefko Institute helped over 15,000 individuals in one-on-one -on -one work with individuals and corporate clients to make lasting changes to behavior and emotions. The process itself has reached over 150,000 people worldwide. Shelly is also a keynote speaker and a workshop leader. So, Shelly, welcome to our uh, Smart Money and Warrior Family show. I'm so happy that we can I, I Yeah. I hope someday you stop by in Slovenia because I know you were in Croatia. <laughs> I guess I was in Russia too. You were in Russia too. Are you coming yes, to Europe this year? I'm, I'm supposed to come to Vietnam in September. Oh, okay, it's far but, away. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, who knows? So, Shelly, why these limiting beliefs? They are stopping so many people from success and from achieving their greatness. So, when we started this process 30 years ago, my husband at least 30 years ago, my husband was on a um, an airplane and he was just looking at why was there such struggle and effort in his life? Things were supposed to turn out and they just never turned out. Mm -hmm. And um, he was journaling and he says he downloaded because he was very modest, but of course he totally created this process, um, a process that he realized that who he saw himself to be, what made him good enough, what made him worthy, was that he was somebody who always solved problems. Mm -hmm. So if you believe what makes me good enough is, prob is solving problems, and that nothing stopped him, you know, that I nothing stops me, then you're gonna create problems to solve. Mm -hmm. And he started looking at why people do things like we all know seatbelts save lives, but a lot of people don't wear seatbelts. We all know that eating healthily and exercising will have us live longer and feel better, but a lot of us don't do it. So why do people know what to do, but don't do it? And he realized it was our, our beliefs. Mm -hmm. And most of these beliefs are unconscious. We don't even know we have them. Now, here's the interesting thing. 30 years ago, I would say to somebody, they'd say, what do you do? And I'd say, I help people eliminate the beliefs that stop them in life. And they would say, beliefs? Like religious beliefs? Like what, do you, what is a belief? Today, 
everybody is talking about beliefs because yes. now people realize that unless you change your beliefs, you won't, you will be unlikely to change behavior. So the most, the way most people try to change information, uh, change behavior is through information and motivation. Mm -hmm. So you want to be a better salesperson. So you read a book about the best salespeople and what to do and how to be a good salesperson. And then you get motivated and you say, oh, if, I'm a, if I sell a lot, I'll make a lot of money. And then down the road, you can't make cold calls or you freeze up when people talk to you or you sabotage yourself by, you know, um, spending all the money that you make. And my experience is, and I have clients mm -hmm. in every country around the world, and my experience is that unless you get rid of the beliefs, the behaviors are going to be impossible to sustain, which is why so many people buy brilliant products, how to be successful, you know, Elon Musk, this one, that one, you know, everybody will tell you how to be successful. You know, I have a, my, my computer's being held up by Jack Canfield's The Success Principles. You know, there's, there's everybody. Yes. But if you believe, and I'm going to tell you what I mean by a belief very specifically. Mm -hmm. But if your beliefs are not supporting you, it's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. It's just not. And you all know that, those of you listening, you know that you have what we call patterns of behavior. So I want to be very clear before we go on. When I say a belief, a belief is a statement about reality that you believe is the truth. So it's not maybe sometimes, once in a while, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. This is a good thing. This is, you know, people are, life is hard. You know, if I say to somebody, do you believe life is hard? They'll look at me and they'll say, well, life is hard. Like, that's not a belief. That's true. And the final thing I want to say about this is, you may know, and I'm going to tell you why, you may know intellectually that your belief is not true. So I had the belief mistakes and failures are bad. I read all the biz books. I knew every famous quote. I taught it. I taught my kids. Whenever they made a mistake, I would say, learning opportunity, because I didn't want them to have the belief mistakes and failures are bad. Mm -hmm. But until I eliminated the belief, I still was afraid to put myself out there where I wasn't comfortable. So if I did something well, I was out there, up there, you know, doing it. But if I didn't do it well, if I struggled, if it didn't come easily to me, I didn't do it. I would always go to other people and say, do you think this is ready to put out? Do you think this is, do, can you give me some feedback? I was so terrified to make a mistake or fail mm -hmm. that it hampered my ability to move forward. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew hmm. every quote, every book didn't matter. So, so evidence doesn't get rid of your beliefs. So how do we form these beliefs in the childhood? Great question. So I'm going to be really, really clear about this. We come into this world and we don't know anything. We don't even know that we're separate from our mothers yeah. until we find out. So most of us show up either in a one person or a two person parent household. And if anybody listening to me has little kids, I want you to just take a minute. And think about when you come home at the end of the day and you walk in the house, what do your kids do when they see you? And everybody says the same thing. My client in Uganda, my client in Saigon, you know, they run to me. Yeah. And what do they want? So think Hi. about it for a second. First, first thing they want is affection. Exactly. Yeah. Second thing, they haven't seen you all day. What do they want? Attention. 
attention, exactly. And then the third thing they want is acknowledgement. Mm -hmm. Mommy, look what I did. Daddy, daddy, look. Wow, you did that all by yourself. And they go, you know. Now, what is the one word question that every child asks, or little kids, all day long? So if you tell a kid, no, you can't, what do they want to know? Why? Why? <laughs> Why do mommy and daddy yell at me when I make mistakes or fail? Oh, I see. Mistakes and failures are bad. Hmm. Why? Is mommy looking at her iPhone when I'm talking to her? Well, I guess I'm not important. Why can't I live up to my parents' expectations? Yes, I'm not good enough. Hmm. So we form these beliefs based on what we see when we arrive. And the beliefs will stay with us throughout our entire lives because we think we saw them in the world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I saw. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you mentioned some beliefs like I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not important. What are some other common limiting beliefs that most people have? Um, well, those are the two most common. I'm not good enough and I'm not important. Um, mm -hmm. Mistakes and failures are bad. If I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. The mm -hmm. thing that all the salespeople and everybody stop is what makes me good enough or important is having other people think well of me. Mm -hmm. Workaholism. What may I'm not good enough. I'm not important. But what makes me good enough mm -hmm. is things. So now I have a belief. I'm not good enough or I'm not important, right? What makes me good yep. enough is achieving things. So this is a beach ball. Now I'm going to hold the beach ball underwater. And so we call that survival strategy beliefs. And they're driven. You want to see your children, but you can't because you have to stay at the office and work and achieve and achieve. I had a client say, in fact, he owned um, a big insurance company, interestingly enough. And yeah, that's me. Me, yeah. And he called me one day and he said, he said, I, I, I need help. I said, what's your problem? He said, well, I'm a workaholic. He said, I don't know my kids. My wife is ready to divorce me. I keep promising I'm going to come home for dinner and I'm going to go to their events. He said, Shelly, I am worth $10 million. I am on the cover of business publications. When is it going to be enough? <laughs> it's a heroin addiction. It's never enough. So our beliefs run us. Um, people, uh, I'm powerless. So you came from childhoods where your father or mother said, because I said so. That's why you're going to do as I say. Mm -hmm. You might conclude I'm powerless. And powerlessness is underlying anger. If you have anger problems, it's because you feel powerless. Because if you could do something about the problem, you just would. You wouldn't get angry. You get mm -hmm. angry because you feel powerless. That's why we get angry at kids, because they don't listen. And we feel powerless because we're not trained. So... So, and I'm thinking particularly about salespeople, yeah. beliefs that um, uh, I'm powerless or people have power over me or people are anything. People are mean. People are stupid. People don't want to hear from me. I'm bothering people. So I did a sales, um, I worked with a, a group of salespeople um, many years ago. And one of the beliefs that kept coming up was, um, that people don't want to hear from me, that people are, you know, I'm, I'm bothering them, and it's yeah. not okay to bother people. So
So if you think you're bothering people, you're not going to call. If you think you have something that's going to contribute to their lives, you know, you're selling insurance. I mean, you know, when my husband died, thank God I had life insurance, you know. That, so I, I honored the person who sold me life insurance all those years ago. Um, but again, your beliefs that you're bothering somebody might get in the way. So you, you used to work with many insurance people, I know, in the industry, with salespeople. So why do we have this uh, fear of rejection or how do we label it? It doesn't matter. Or the approval addiction. So I, I think many people that we recruit into industry, they quit because they, they hear no from their friends and family. Today, I recruited one lady. Uh, she already paid the administration fee and I text her. So let's get it started. And she said, you know, I didn't, I was not clear what is uh, the business about. And I don't see myself uh, bothering my friends with life insurance. I was like, oh, again, I said, should I talk with her or just, I just leave her, you know? And then I talked her out of the limiting belief I, this limiting belief. I'm not sure how long uh, will it last, but why we are afraid in, in selling, I think that this fear of rejection, how, how, how do you name fear and where does this come from and everything? So that's a really, really good question and an easy one to answer. Mm -hmm. So we do, two, we do a few things, but we eliminate beliefs but we also do something where we we decondition a stimulus that causes an emotion. So I don't know if you all know the Pavlov's dog experiment, right? So Dr. Pavlov showed uh, hungry dogs food and they salivated and he did that every day. And then one day, just for anybody who doesn't know this, um, uh, he showed the hungry dog food and he rang a bell and he did that every day mm -hmm. and then one dog salivated and then one day he rang the bell the dog salivated he never showed the dog food so the dog now associates the food and the bell yeah that's called conditioning yeah when you're little every time rejection is present because you're feeling rejected by the people on whom your survival depends, you feel fear. Mm -hmm. But the fear is not being caused by the rejection. The fear is being caused by a threat to your survival, mm -hmm. a perceived threat to your survival. So everybody, everybody do this with me. Every time rejection was present, the time when you were little, where you felt withdrawn from your mom or dad just walked away angry or you know when you did something they didn't like and they behaved in a way that made you feel unloved so everybody yeah. just think about that yeah i can so it would seem like the rejection was causing the fear but the but being rejected by the people on whom your survival depended was causing the fear, not the rejection. Mm -hmm. Now, just to make that distinction real, everybody close your eyes and imagine if I was your mom and Smillion was your dad and we just loved you, we never ever rejected you and we told you that we're never mad at you, we're only mad at what you did. Now you go to a neighbor's house and the neighbor rejects you. Mm -hmm. Would you feel fear? No. No. And if you didn't feel fear of rejection as a child, would you feel fear of rejection today? Mm -hmm. No. No. So now everybody close your eyes and imagine being rejected. Now you may feel a lot of different emotions because you may have other beliefs about what it means about you to be rejected. But at the moment, when you think about rejection now, do you feel fear? 
See, because the truth is never about your survival anymore. I don't care if your spouse walks out on you. There is no, you will survive. Yeah. You may not survive, but you will survive, I promise. So that's how we deal with fear of rejection. And I'll be very interested to see if that, you know, how that worked for all of you. But we also have beliefs like if I'm rejected, I'll die, you know, or, you know, if I'm rejected, it means something about me. It means I'm not good enough or it means I'm stupid or I'm a loser. So those are the kinds of beliefs that have you fear rejection, because if you have different beliefs, like um, uh, my husband's uh, first wife, uh, who unfortunately died, was a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful actress. I loved her. And she um, went up for a hundred commercials. And on the 100th, and got rejected. And on the 100th uh, audition, she got a role in a soap opera. And after that, she played... Um, in 1776, she was Abigail Adams, both on Broadway and in the movie. Um, and then her career took off. But she had 99. And she said, every time I got a no, I knew it was closer to getting a yes. Because you have to collect a lot of no's till you get a yes sometimes. That was her belief. So she wasn't seeing it as rejection. She said, well, I didn't get that part. Mm-hmm. Good. What, what are some of the beliefs that uh, salespeople or business uh, leaders should should have in their subconscious mind? Um, that my results do not define me. Mm -hmm. They don't mean anything about me. Um, I'm yeah. I I'm good enough. I'm worthwhile. I'm valuable. I'm important whether I make the sale or I don't, whether I make a lot of money or I don't, whether I end up in this job or not, that I'm okay. And I think that is, no matter what anybody thinks of me, no matter what my results are, um, you know, Richard Branson believes that if you don't fail a lot, you're going to be mediocre. Because if you're not failing, you're doing what you did yesterday, and you're never going to be successful doing what you did yesterday. Mm -hmm. You know, Tony Robbins believes there's no such thing as mistakes and failures. There's only outcomes. And that's what my children went to an alternative school mm -hmm. where they embodied that belief. There's no such thing as mistakes and failures. That's a made up distinction. There are outcomes you like the outcome great you don't like it do something different mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. meaning i talk a lot you know um, about meaning my husband did a tedx talk about meaning mm -hmm. so the beliefs that we have determine the meaning that we give events so if you believe mistakes and failures are learning opportunities and you fail the meaning you'll give it is i have something to learn if you have the belief mistakes and failures are bad and you fail, you're going to give it the meaning, I'm an idiot, I'm stupid, I shouldn't be in this business. <laughs> um, and I, I do think that I'm particularly um, uh, uh, hammering away at these, at these five beliefs because I'm not good enough, I'm not important, mistakes and failures are bad. If I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. I'll tell you a great story. Mm -hmm. um, and what makes me good enough is having other people think well of me or my achievement. Now, there's millions of beliefs, the, the beliefs about people, beliefs about women, beliefs about powerful women. You know, some people had a powerful mother and they have all these beliefs and a woman gets on and they go, oh God, a powerful woman, you know. So there's, there's a lot of beliefs, but I'm talking about the most common ones. And I'll tell you a great story. So oh. I, work, I work with people who have a fear of public speaking. <clears throat> and this man said, 
Uh, and with fear of public speaking, there are 11 beliefs. And oh my God, I just wanted to ask you, can you explain why this fear of public speaking? Now you say we have 11 limiting beliefs. And, and I will tell you exactly what they are, and every person has most of them or all of them. Of oh course, it's the only niche that I guarantee in four sessions you will get rid of it or you get your money back. It's the only thing I guarantee because everybody has the same beliefs and it's easy, right? <laughs> so, so this guy says to me, um, uh, the belief, uh, one of the beliefs is if I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. And I said, well, where did you get that belief from? And he said, well, when I was a kid, if I made a mistake or I did something wrong, my father would stop talking to me for days. So I did my process with him. And there's a step in the process where you say, doesn't it seem like you saw mistakes? If I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. And he said, well, I did see that. And I said, no, because anything you could see has a color, shape, and location. You can't see if I make a mistake or fail, I'll be rejected. And he kept saying, well, there's my father and he's not talking to me. And I said, yes, you can see your father stop talking to you, but you can't see that's going to happen anytime under any circumstances. So he finally gets it and the belief goes away. And the next day he goes and he's doing a presentation. So he's doing the presentation and, uh, Somebody in the room says, no, that was wrong. And he says, what? And he said, what you just said was wrong. And he said, oh, what's the right answer? And the guy says it. He says, everybody listen up. What I just said was wrong. What Tommy just said was right. He said, Tommy, can you please repeat what you said? And the guy does. And he said, turns around and looks at Tommy and he says, thank you for speaking up. He said, I wouldn't have wanted anybody to walk out of here with the wrong information. So he goes on with his presentation and he says, he calls me and he's telling me the story and he says, so I'm walking to my office and I'm feeling confident and that was amazing. And he says, he walks into his office and the phone is ringing. And it's the executive vice president of his company. And he said, I was in the room when you made that mistake. I was so impressed with how you handled it. I'm putting you up for a promotion. <laughs> he said, Shelly, I didn't get rejected. I got promoted. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's great. Wow. What about the limiting beliefs around money? So many people oh, today, oh. They, they struggle uh, with money. Yes. And there is always some other else fault it's probably about the salary that it's not high enough the 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 boss the the company the state the government the minister so why don't we or people why don't do they do they don't have enough money why why, why what is okay. around money so mystic yeah so it's interesting i love that you said that smillion um, that, that money is mystic. Money is, is they call it green energy, but mm -hmm. the truth is it's an inanimate object, right? It's paper or it's metal. It's just an inanimate object. But people have beliefs, money and the, certain religious beliefs, mm -hmm. money is the root of all evil. Money, I just worked with somebody last week Money, if money corrupts, um, rich people are selfish, uh, rich people are, um, and these were things that they heard from their parents, right? Um, uh, rich people only care about themselves. But the main belief about money is that money is scarce and hard to get. Mm -hmm. So if you come into this world and you're, father is Richard Branson or your father is Jeff Bezos, you, it's unlikely that you're going to conclude money is scarce and hard to get, right? You're not going to have shitty money beliefs. Mm -hmm. But most of us come into this world, and if you look at the percentage of, of wealthy people as opposed to the percentage of 
people who are not wealthy, it's a huge schism, huge, huge schism. So many of us come in and our parents, you know, um, are either working really hard, really long hours, or they're complaining, oh God, we can't pay the bills, or, you know, we can't afford it. You ask for things and they say, you know, we can't afford it. And so again, kids say, why? Why am I having so much trouble with money? Well, I guess money is scarce and hard to get. And that's why it these beliefs, by the way, you know, people talk about, people get very airy-fairy and, you know, that legacies and spiritual blah, blah, blahs. And that may be true. I have no idea if it is or it isn't. But what I know to be true is beliefs go from generation to generation to generation. Because if you see your parents fighting and arguing, you're going to conclude relationships don't work. And then you're going to have a relationship that doesn't work. And then your kids are going to see the same thing. And it's the same thing with money. You know, you see uh, your parents struggling and you say money is scarce and struggling and you say money is scarce and hard to get. And then you have that belief and now you and you have to work hard to make a lot of money. And, you know, when I work on that belief with people, you have to work hard to make a lot of money. One of the interpretations that explains the fact that your parents did. So we look at our parents and we say, oh, you have to work hard to make money as opposed to. My parents had to work hard to make money. It doesn't mean I do. Given what they did for a living, they had to work hard. It doesn't mean I will. And here's the interesting thing about this belief. Before the Internet, maybe you had to work hard. But I have a program called Natural Confidence, which is 19 of the most common beliefs that you can do online, you know, on a, an interactive program. And I lay in bed. And I don't hear this anymore, but at the beginning, I used to hear ding, ding, ding. <laughs> so I was sleeping and I was making money and making a difference. So it isn't hard. I'm sleeping and it isn't scarce and hard to get because now my audience is the world. It's not everybody who can have a private session with me like it was when we first started so so the the process gets you to look at did i ever see that money is scarce and hard to get or did i just see my parents struggling mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and those are how money beliefs get formed um uh again i don't want to say but there are certain religions that teach, you know, good people give away, good people give away their money. And who do they give it to? The church. <laughs> interesting. Yep. One always, I thought that was very interesting. So. Yeah. How, how, how do we identify the limiting beliefs? Because we are not conscious of the limiting. If we are not, if we are conscious of the limiting belief, then there is no limiting belief anymore. Is it so or how, yeah. how do we identify our limiting beliefs? Because it's hard to identify. Like I'm thinking about something. I said, oh, this is probably limiting belief. That's why I'm not rich. <laughs> how do we identify them and how do we yeah. cure them? Because is it hard to cure them by yourself? Uh, by yourself, yes. Um, again, unless you have uh, help. Now, I'm going to talk about my program because I'm yeah. the only. I I have people eliminate beliefs, not yeah. bust them or hit them or shot them or whatever. They eliminate them and they don't come back. Mm -hmm. And we do it very quickly. I can eliminate between one and six beliefs in a session, depending on how the person works. But this is the worst part of my interviews. Because if I could tell you how to do it on your own, my husband worked very tirelessly to give this away because he wanted people to have freedom. He wanted that desperately. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I, we have a training program, uh, not complicated. It's a three part online series that teaches you how to eliminate beliefs. And Lefko, uh, Lefko Method Training 2 teaches you how to identify patterns and beliefs. 
Now, let me tell you the difference. A pattern is something observable. Mm -hmm. I procrastinate. It's what you want to change. Nobody cares about getting rid of beliefs. You care about getting rid of patterns. So a pattern is I'm afraid to make cold calls. Yep. I'm afraid to fail. Um, I don't ask for what I want. I don't ask for money. Um, I let people take advantage of me. Um, I hang up too soon. Um, uh, I don't do what I say I'm going to do. Um, I have shitty relationships. Um, those are patterns. And that's what you want to change, right? Um, beliefs are not observable. Mm -hmm. You cannot see a belief. And a belief, as I said, is what causes all of your problems, the beliefs, there are underlying beliefs. And I'll give you a couple of techniques to identify them. Okay. Ask yourself the question, what might somebody believe? Because it's very logical. Mm -hmm. What might somebody believe that was afraid to make a cold call? When I think about making a cold call, what thoughts and feelings do I have? And the thoughts can lead you to your beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough. Um, you know, it's funny. Uh, and, and how you know you have a belief, one of the ways is if you say the words out loud. So everybody take a deep breath. And don't think about this. Just say the words out loud. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. Now say, I'm a monkey. I'm a monkey. <laughs> so when you say I'm a monkey, obviously that feels silly. <laughs> when you said, I'm not good enough, does that feel the same or different? D different. Different. So the first way that you know you have a belief is it doesn't feel good when you say it. Because mm. if you didn't believe it, it would feel like I'm a monkey. It would feel like just words because that's all a belief is it's just words now I this is very important I say to people well do you believe I'm not important and they say oh no I know I'm important and I ask two questions because mostly everybody has those two beliefs mm -hmm. so the first question is if you're in a room Full of very successful, wealthy people. Do you feel just as important as them? No. Even wealthy, successful people say that. I, I had this yeah. feeling. I had this feeling when I uh, when I spent my seven days on the Richard Branson Island with twenty five multimillionaires. I felt like a shit. And so did the 25 millionaires. <laughs> I needed, Shelly, I needed two days. I forgot English. I couldn't speak a word. I forgot everything. I didn't know what to ask Richard. I was sitting behind him, beside him, in front of him. I was all around him. I couldn't speak up. That was the, I was like, I paid so much money to get on the island and I feel like a piece of shit. That's really, first of all, I want to tell you something. I love you that, see, for me, you guys think that how much money you have inspires me. I could give a shit how much money you have, but what you just did inspired me. That's greatness. To stand in front of the people you're teaching and tell on yourself like that, and to say, I paid so much money to get there. Most, I thought I shut that, sorry. 
Most people, most people want you to think that Richard Branson invited you. So, most people want you to think Richard Branson. So they say, oh, I was on Necker Island last weekend. Like he called to come hang out with me, right? So, so I love that you did that. But yeah. most people, I've worked with unbelievably successful, wealthy people, and they all say they feel uncomfortable. Now, here's the thing. I asked my daughter that question, hmm. and she said to me, why would I not feel comfortable in a room? Why would I not feel important in a room with anybody? Like, she couldn't get the question. I said to her, Are you, would, would you have a fear of public speaking? She said, what? I said, if, Brittany, I said, if there were a thousand people in the room, would you feel fear? She said, will they have weapons? <laughs> like, why would I feel? Because she doesn't have those beliefs. Yeah. So if you said yes, I wouldn't feel important in that. If you, when we get rid of the belief I'm not important, you feel money doesn't, and that's another belief. What makes me important is having a lot of money. No, I have clients who have a lot of money. They work on the belief not important. It doesn't make you important. It doesn't make you anything other than wealthy. And even that's subjective. Wealthy by whose standards? Richard Branson's <laughs> or. Yeah. You know, why on the corner? No, no. He, Richard Branson, he has uh, different beliefs than other people. Like business for him is fun. Yeah. He yeah, said, but you know what? Business is fun. Like, yeah. who cares if I? Who cares if I go broke? Like, I. He he created. He founded six hundred companies, and two hundred of them they went underwater. So, ah, so, and so but, but you know what he also said, which is brilliant. I like to start companies. I like to create companies, but I don't want to run them. So I hire smart people to run my companies. So he, he's not doing something he hates. He's doing something he loves. Hmm. Crazy. These limiting beliefs they limit people's potential. You know, to be successful. What does it mean to be successful? People want to be successful. If you ask them, do you want to be successful? Yes. What does it mean to be successful? Is this also associated well, with some limiting with beliefs? Absolutely. My friend Deborah Poneman uh, had a class called Yes to Success many, many mm -hmm. years ago. And she was becoming very successful and she became pregnant and she decided she wanted to stay home and raise her kids and now she's um she was doing a year of miracles course with marcy shimoff and she decided she wanted to bring back yes to success and it's called yes to the new success and the new success is having healthy relationships it's being connected to people it's being um, in the world in a way that makes a difference. It's having nurturing relationships and it's doing what you love and it's being in life in a way that when you die, you say, that was awesome. That's mm -hmm. a successful life. It's Good. not measured by money. Well, great, great definition. And I want to make one more distinction. Yeah. We are human beings, and if you have children, please teach this to your children. We are human beings. We are not human doings. Mm -hmm. I own an insurance company. That's nice. I'm a human being who just bared my soul in front of my 80 whatever people or 10,000 on social media to make a difference in your life, to let you know that you're not alone in the world, that I'm, even though I'm successful and even though I own the company and even though I have my moments, 
that makes me, that tears me. That's, that's who we are. Yeah. That's an inspirational being. Tell your kids, I love how kind you are, how thoughtful you are, how generous you are. I love being with you. You're just fun to be with. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, you got an A, you scored a goal. I don't give a shit about this. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the grades in the school. You have kids? Yeah, I have two kids. Yeah. How old? Uh, Sima, uh, she is uh, nine. She is going to be ten in September, and Samuel, she he is going to be nine in July. And right. all my life, I was doing very well in the school because I still today I have this voice in my head like, "You won't become, you you are becoming nobody." You won't be successful. You will be same as your uncle. And he was alcoholic and he committed suicide. So that was the voice that I had from my father in my head. So I was pushing, pushing. I was the best in the in the cadet school, police cadet school, then the best student, then this, this. And still today, probably, all the achievements that I have, like what I achieved, I can contribute to this limiting, <laughs> probably believe I'm not good enough. So you you, well, you, you I, 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 I want to illuminate something you said. Okay. So children either go one of two ways. Most kids say, "Oh, I'll never amount to anything. I'm a loser. I'm a failure," and they go down this path. The other kid says, "Oh yeah, watch this, mother." <laughs> Bleep. So why why <laughs> this? why such a different response in in the family? Two kids same mother same father one can go this path and one can go left it's just i have no idea we call it resilience yeah the resilient kid says watch this mm -hmm. but the but the thing that i want to point out and what i love that you made so real is it's driven it's not a choice you have to keep see i'm not good enough is still there in both cases Mm -hmm. This kid said, I'm not good enough, I'm not going to try. This kid said, I'm not good enough, but what makes me good enough is achieving things. So I have to keep doing it and doing it and doing it, doing it because mm -hmm. it doesn't make you good enough. You have to keep proving it and proving it and proving it. But once you get rid of the belief, both beliefs, then you don't have to prove it anymore. Then you can choose. Be successful. Don't be successful. Make a lot of money. Don't. It's up to you. But it mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything about you anymore and that's what's so freeing you could just live your life and know yeah. i'm okay yeah i needed I 20 know. years probably <laughs> i tell people no matter what you do somebody's not going to like it so you may as well do what you want <laughs> yeah especially today you know shelly if you want if you want to be successful you have to be popular you have to be on the social media but when you expose yourself on the social media you will get some people kicking your ass and i i, I must admit doesn't feel good every time some people write under the post you are an idiot and then like i read 10 good posts about me like it you are great thank you for helping me i and i just skip i said okay 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 and then i see one like you are an idiot i said oh and i get angry still today sometimes you know and i'm going to tell you something i just yeah. spoke i just spoke in croatia at mine valley mm -hmm. maybe 600 people in the room yeah and so they sent me some of the comments and I'm reading the comments, and the first one says, oh my God, you were amazing. I love you, you're fabulous. Bring her back, she was great to, not to me. She was great, bring her back, loved her, wonderful, boring. And then I read, just like you, you know, uh, and you could see I'm a lot of things. Boring I was like, boring, really? So then, then it was, uh, love the information, really, uh could use it was usable and then she didn't know her audience i knew all this so 
I texted, I, I emailed um, uh, the woman in, who was, sent me the comments, and I said, you know, there's obviously more comments. Were there more negative ones? Of how, she said, Shelly, first of all, got two standing ovations. <laughs> she said, second of all, you know, people either uh, in the comments, people who make the most comments are the ones who either love you or don't love you. But here's the thing I want you to all get. This could change your life. You are the same person that that one loves, one doesn't. Mm -hmm. you, nothing changes about you. If somebody says, oh, you're a jerk, and you go, oh, God, I'm not good enough, and then somebody, and that person comes the next day and says, oh, oh I, I was in a terrible mood yesterday. I was crazy. I really think you're wonderful. And you go, oh, I'm good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm good enough. Nothing's changing about you. And here's the thing. There are people who are going to love my energy. And there are other people who wouldn't want to be in the same room with me for the same reason. Not everybody's going to buy from you. You know, there are people, you know, I, I'll say to some of my clients, you know, am I being, you know, too tough with you? And they go, no, I love it. And then, you know, my client's wife, um, who I met in Croatia, had one session with me and she goes, this is too intense. <laughs> like, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, she wants to sit in therapy and talk and go slow. And I said, great, that's not how I do it. <laughs> you know? So before, uh, Shelley, we jump to the parenting, I would ask you three questions that are related maybe to business. Uh, if you want to grow your business, you have to obviously hiring new people and delegate the stuff that you are not good at. Why we do we have some problems or many people have issue to grow the company and they go like, uh, I, I, I won't hire people. I, tr I tried once, but the people are stupid. They don't know how to do the job. I, 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 I can do by myself. And why don't we delegate as much as we can? Why don't we hire? Is it a trust that we don't have? Well, it's beliefs. People are stupid. Mm -hmm. People can't be trusted. These are things you heard as a kid. Uh, you saw your father get ripped off by somebody, and you conclude people can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. uh, you go bankrupt, and you know you people can't be trusted. Um, uh, if you're somebody who never got taken care of as a child, you might have the belief: um, if I don't take care of myself, no one else will um mm -hmm. yeah it's just all those same kind of beliefs again beliefs. when you don't know it, it's trust yeah okay let, let, let's jump to parenting you 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 gave some amazing advice when we have when we were having a dinner in uh, uh, on the island uh, uh costa rica island so what what advice you would give to me for those two little adults already <laughs> How to become the unstoppable when they grow up? So a couple things. Number one, anytime you have an interaction with your child, mm -hmm. when they walk away from you, ask yourself the question, mm -hmm. what did they just conclude? What did they say to themselves out of that interaction? And is that a belief I want them to have for the rest of their life? Mm -hmm. The other thing is, get trained. I'm doing a five-session parenting workshop in two weeks. <laughs> where? where? Uh, online, on Zoom. Online? Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah so yeah. Where, can we, where can we find more information about your uh, courses and uh, events that you are doing? Uh, you can go to leftcoinstitute.com. Mm -hmm. And if you want to eliminate a belief for free, Go to recreateyourlife.com. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're interested in the parenting workshop, just I don't have the link, but just email okay. me. It's Shelly, S-H-E-L-L-Y, at Lefko, L-E-F as in Frank, K-O-E, institute.com. Okay. okay. You, can, you can send it to me and I can send it to my people if they I'll want to. I'll send you the link. I'll do that. Um, yeah. But that's the biggest thing. And the other thing is, ask yourself, 
at what cost? At what cost to my child's well-being must I have them do this, that, and the other thing? Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'll say this really quickly. Parenting is you are, you are responsible for the emotional, physical, spiritual, intellectual development of a human being. I mean, you take training to learn how to be an insurance salesman or saleswoman. You trained. You don't just get on a phone and say, oh, I'll wing it. Why would you do that with parenting? I'll wing it. I mean, it's insane that parents are not trained. I mean, I could put together a training that could last a year, <laughs> you know, and it's, and, and there's very, you know, if you do the five sessions, it's basic consciousness. Mm -hmm. if, if I criticize my child, they are going to conclude I'm not good enough. And if I don't spend time with them, they are going to conclude I'm not important, probably. And if I don't kiss them and hug them, they're going to conclude I'm not lovable. And if I walk around bitching about life, they're going to conclude life is hard. They're watching you. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and they're listening. How can we teach them to be, uh, to think positively in this negative Model world? That. Model that. Mm -hmm. And when they say things that are negative, say, that's possible. But what are some other possibilities? You know, maybe it won't work out. You know, maybe it won't. But what's another way, another interpretation of the circumstances? Mm -hmm. And then you come up with some positive ones. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe getting cut from the team will have you turn into Michael Jordan. You know, mm -hmm. he, got, he got cut from his high school basketball team. And he just practiced really, really hard and became the best player in the world. You never know how things are going to turn out. Shelley, this is a very sensitive question. What do you think about the traditional school system? I kept my kids out of it. Oh, really? Oh, really? <laughs> That's what I think. I think that um, there's a movie, that uh, a docu-series that just came out called Transcendence 2 which I'm going to be in. I'm very excited about it. But the first one just came out. I'll send you the link you can give to your people. Mm -hmm. And it's a, um, uh, the first one is about education um, and how it evolved. It didn't evolve. The world is evolving, but the education mm -hmm. system didn't. And um, it's Vishen uh, Lakiani, who's a friend of, of Smillions and mine. And uh, it's Sir uh, Ken Robinson, who has the most watched TED Talk in the history of TED Talks. And he was an educator. Mm -hmm. And he will talk about the importance, you know, in school they teach you how to remember things when you have this, this to, to teach you everything you ever wanted to know and more. <laughs> And he mm -hmm. said, what you need to do is learn how to critical think. What you need to learn is how to be an entrepreneur. What you need to learn is how to be in life, life skills. You know, the first mm -hmm. time I sat with Vision and told him about parenting, he was like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. I never thought about any of that. And it was mm -hmm. 12 years ago. Yeah. So I, I don't think everybody has the means to send their kid to private school. But I do think that there are charter schools and you can also be an advocate for your child in that you can stimulate their thinking by you taking that, you teaching them how to think critically, uh, you telling them that mistakes and failures are not bad, even though it looks like that in school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow, great. Great lessons, Shelley. Is there anything you would like to, to tell to my guys that are watching and all the people that will watch this interview? You know, I'm not big on platitudes because I know that people have beliefs that keep them from doing what I'm going to tell them to do. But you only come in this world, in this body once. 
Mm-hmm. Be fearless. I'm going to take that back. People say I'm fearless a lot. You know, I went skydiving mm-hmm. for my 65th birthday. I'm not fearless. As my daughter, who's a big wave surfer, says, I have fear. I just don't let it stop me. <laughs> Very nice saying. <laughs> Shelly, it was such a pleasure to have you on our show. My my camera guy is nodding his head like, mm, mm. Did, did, did you learn something? I said that a lot. He is very young. He's very young. Come here and show your face. I love that when when I do interviews and I. Amazing, really. That was that was amazing. Yeah, that was one of my favorite interviews that's been had till 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 today. So if you if you if you're gonna like the the interview, how he will put together, then this is his fault. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. What's his name? Uh, Marco. Marco, thank you so much. Shelly, I cannot uh, finish before I ask you about the current situation that is going on in the world. What are some of the beliefs that maybe our kids will form because of the lockdown? That's why I'm doing a parenting workshop. <laughs> okay. That okay. Okay. Um, by the way, I love doing this with you you're just a wonderful interviewer and just so easy to be with and and you just make it really safe for people and i love that i, I really thank love you. that thank uh, you uh i think kids could conclude the world is a dangerous place mm-hmm. people are not safe it's not safe to touch people it's not safe to to connect to hold to touch um you know bad things happen um all that kind of stuff so you just have to really tell your kids this is the first time in the whole world this has ever happened and the whole world is coming together i don't know if you guys watch sgn with uh john kaczynski no but go to youtube and put in sgn some good news there are eight episodes it just went off and people are got it's viral millions of people have seen it it is one of the most inspiring great right. things you. you will ever see in your life ever i mean every single one of them but two and eight were seven were my favorites i what this man did was mind boggling but um watch it with your children and they'll see all the good that's coming out of this all the camaraderie all the the war, i mean climate change has improved i mean there's a lot of things that are coming out of this that are really good and that's the thing you have to be a shining light for your children to make them resilient that no matter what happens you know i get up in the morning and like you i just go Oh god, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't have my husband here. This is terrible. And what I do is the first thing I do is I close my eyes and I look at what I'm grateful for. Mm-hmm. I am grateful for my health. I am grateful that I live in the most gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Wow. I live in a nature preserve. You know, I look and I see trees where you know, I I I'm grateful that I have food to eat i can have stores that are open i'm grateful i have friends and i go hike with my friends and i work out every day and you know i i just look at my and, and my husband used to say you can't be angry and grateful and you can't be scared and grateful at the same time wow nice saying so I, yeah i hope morty watched us and he will see this show when we air it me too you're such a great human being he was yeah I saw, I saw him yeah in yeah maybe he passed away a month later three weeks yeah that was yeah yeah well thank you shelly god bless you i thank hope you. you're gonna meet soon yeah thank and thank you everybody for taking the time um to listen to me i'm always grateful for that because i love doing what i do and i couldn't do yeah. it if i didn't have people listening <laughs> Oh, oh, okay.
Thank you. Somebody, somebody wrote, they are uh, both so natural. <laughs> yes, we are natural. That's why we we clicked when we saw, when we met first time, when we saw Always. each other. <laughs> so Thank you, you very much. Are you getting comments this whole time? Yes, yes. Oh, I would have loved questions from them. I didn't know yeah, that. Maybe. Do you have any questions, guys? Ask a question. Maybe the last one. <laughs> Last one. Thank. People are so grateful. Huala, it means uh, thank you. Yeah. Let's see if they have any question. Positive energy. Yeah, so uh, please send me all your um, assets that you have, uh, web pages, wh whatever you want me to mention on the, on the podcast and the YouTube. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Bye, guys. And the Insta, Instagram page and everything. Okay. They, they asked something about the fear of success. Fear of success. I used to think that was only fear of failure. But here's what fear of success is. If I'm successful, um, I, have, I won't have a life. Mm -hmm. If I'm successful, people won't like me. Um, if I'm successful, uh, I'll have to step over people. You, you know, you have to um, uh, not be a good person if you're successful. But the most common is if I'm successful, I'll, I won't have a life. I have to mm -hmm. give up mm -hmm. uh, my, my life and, and having a good time. Shelley, if somebody decides about the, the individual therapy, you are still doing it? Yes, yes. Okay. And so it's not therapy. <laughs> okay. So your email is going to be fine. Yeah. They just email to you. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank, you. Thank you very much. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Bye, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Resources from this interview are available online. Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download the free book Lessons from Millionaires with all the resources mentioned in the interview. If you want to be a warrior who has it all, Visit www.warriorfamily.com and download my ebooks for free. Learn all about warrior productivity, habits, mindset, marketing, and sales strategies, confidence boosters, and many other things. I promise that you won't be disappointed. More valuable content is waiting for you on my social media profiles Instagram, Smillion Mori, YouTube and Facebook, Smillion Mori, Warrior Family. Twitter, Smilian Mori, and LinkedIn, Smilian Mori.